0: hello everybody and we are so happy to have you with us here this evening and thank you again Janet Lee that scripture scriptures and song wow it sure brought me back and I sure enjoyed because knowing the words there are really some beautiful messages there and then when they're accompanied by that super kind of style you have it really touches into the soul and spirit and heart God bless you Janet Lee and ladies and gentlemen continuation tonight part two the coming of the most incredible day so before i get into it though i've been trying to keep you know answering some of these questions that i've been mailed and tried at least get one question in each broadcast uh this uh, evening's question when people are born with defects um is that because in another life they brought Uh, it on their selves or is it a genetic sin okay well probably the finest scripture to answer that is in john 9 beginning with verse 1 and jesus passed by and he saw a man which was blind from his birth and his disciples asked him, saying, "Master, who did sin this man or his parents, that he was born blind?" And Jesus answered, "Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. There is a lot here, and it could be take the whole evening, and we won't do that." But we do know that the Bible talks about the the vessels of honor and the vessels of dishonor that are made by the potter, and the potter is used in a parable to describe God's creative works, and and how that the potter has the right to make a choice, and and can make a vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor. Uh, we see in many cases in the old testament where everyone from the uh, egyptian pharaoh to the babylonian kings were actually uh... in scripture used by god to do certain things and and that was put on them to do these things <clears throat> some of those actions uh... i'm sure that there have been uh, many people that would have uh... not condoned Uh, But, you know, uh, who is to uh, make a decision about how God uh, understands the Beling, the Beling which is, you know, the the book of life that is in each person, and how can people understand uh, where a person's spirit is, what level it has reached uh, being in a human body. So it becomes very interesting this uh, question and um, Jesus said you know this man didn't sin his parents didn't sin he was born blind because it was all part of a plan that the works of God should be made manifested in him and so we can see that the scripture teaches that just because somebody is sick gets cancer somebody is born with a defect somebody becomes crippled uh gets in an accident uh ends up with defects uh that is not necessarily a, a, a genetic uh it is not necessarily uh because uh, that person sinned uh or that the parents sinned so we just can't judge, and that's why the Bible says, "Don't judge," because there are so many things that are invisible to people who might try to make a decision as to where whether someone uh, is in the condition they are in because of something they did or or some some relative did, etc. Uh, etc. Et so, I think the answer is so clear and stunning. Uh, it, it certainly does tie into the potter's thing, vessels of honor, vessels of dishonor. Uh, here would be a, a vessel uh, that that was um, <clears throat> made with um, a defect of sight. It was born blind, never had been able to see uh, the, the rainbows in the sky, never been able to see the faces of other people, never been able to see a flower or, or a river or a lake. Uh, or a cloud in the sky was born blind and then jesus came along and and he saw the man uh, that was blind from his birth and as it goes on in the scripture he heals this person and of course there be it becomes a very big con of fab on that because uh the traditional group uh you know didn't like it being done on the sabbath and they used that to sort of knock the miracle um but you know um the the big question here is is that yes you know there are things that are transferred genetically but uh who is to say that that is a sin um uh, it's not impossible that that could be the result of a sin but it's not something that a person should judge and and we have to give some uh Uh, understanding and have some understanding about the potter and how that the potter can choose to make vessels of honor it's very uh, possible that some of the vessels of dishonor that were made that were made for that role that those people may end up being the uh, highest uh, achievers uh, in the kingdom of heaven Uh, people say well how could they possibly have made it to, to, to heaven well i remember those those people, they were dishonorable. And God would say, no, they were made vessels of dishonor, and and they did their job. They did what they were supposed to do, and they, they are given merit, and, and they have salvation. Uh, not just because of the job they did, but through all of that, uh, there was opportunity for them to come to God. So uh, th- that, uh, that sort of covers uh, that part of it. While I was lingering in this area of the Bible, I looked at some of the scripture over to my left side in the Book of John, and it was just so beautiful, I thought, "Oh, I just want to read that to the people um, you know uh, this would be like uh, <clears throat> the eighth chapter of uh, the Gospel of John, beginning with the twenty ninth verse, and he that sent me now Jesus was sent. He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. Wow. What an incredible, beautiful statement. My Father is with me. He has not left me alone. For I do always those things Which please him. That is such a beautiful thing. It's just absolutely beautiful. Then in verse 31, it says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word. And how important it is for people to understand uh, the continuum and the importance of it. Continuation. I remember when I was quite a young lad, and uh, we had moved uh, way way out uh and this was in uh by Tracy, California, and the Sabaquin River ran right through this property uh, and we lived on one side of that uh, and I decided I was going to fish, and I had a chance to be able to get uh, a fishing pole and what I needed, I thought for it. And I, I spent a whole day fishing, and I didn't catch nothing. I don't remember getting even a even a bite. And someone said to me um, when I was complaining, uh, you know, that 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 I didn't think I was going to waste my time fishing anymore, because uh, you know I, I I didn't even get a bite. You know, the, the whole big river, you, to tell me that there wouldn't even be a, a fish that would come along and 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 bite on what I had to offer. This fellow told me. He said, "Well, it's, it's, son, it's not like that. You see, you you have to have uh, patience, and you have to have determination. If you put your hook out there, uh, you know, fish—they've got their own w- little world, and they 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 come along in groups, and and uh, there are are there are various things environmentally that affect the rhythm of of how they do things." And areas where they go to search for food, and so he said, you just have to be able to, you know, just decide, do I want fish? And I said, if you know, if you're hungry, and and you don't have any other uh, food to speak of available, uh, you know, it helps you to be much more determined uh, to find some fish in that river. So he said, the thing is, is never to give up. Just continue and hold on. Sooner or later, you will catch a fish. Oh, for sure I did. I caught a really, really big catfish the next day. Well, I think in terms of that, for people that I want to encourage them this uh, this evening, that there are people, they pray for certain things to happen in their life. <clears throat> they feel that their prayers are not getting answered. They feel that things are not going in a positive shift for them that they are not under the blessings and the anointing and and they they i I talk to people and they just feel like you know uh be that they feel like uh giving up they're they're standing right on the uh, premises of 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 defaulting in their beliefs and uh, i talked to them and you know tried to encourage them uh that you know you have to hang and hold You, you have to decide that you need fish and 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 you are not given up until you catch him and you have to believe that about about god you you have to continue as jesus said if you continue in my word then that will make you a disciple uh, and that is not only just made a disciple but indeed it will make you a disciple and um and then, uh, another thing I think was a really neat uh saying in verse thirty seven I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you and and that has to be the big question is how much a place uh, is there room in your in in the in of your heart, in the in of your desires, what area uh, of of um, uh, priority, does praying to God, reading the Bible, uh, seeking the deeper things, uh, desiring to overcome any inhibitions that you have, so that you can become uh, uh, a, a person who is is coming into the anointing and and the seership of understanding the Word, so that you really can communicate with God, and in verse um, thirty five. He says and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth. And of course he's talking about John fourteen, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not true I would have told you so. So that's that's you know, that is the father's house. That is just a beautiful thing. That takes care of, of the question, and so we we want to get back to uh you know, to some other parts here. But I have another scripture I want to read that is just uh really quite profound and uh well worth uh, you know well, well worth uh, sharing um and it is uh in psalms 16 verse 10 <clears throat> 16 verse 10 for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell now some people when they read that they're thinking about you know the ghastly flames of of Gehenna are are, are uh, you know one of the Hells and and uh, uh, they're thinking, wow, he's almost admitting that he's going to be in hell, but he's not going to have to stay there forever. Um, and neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Well, corruption is another word used in the Bible for the more modern word uh, rigor mortis um and the word soul doesn't mean spirit soul it means body soul and we know that there's a scripture that says that that david hath not ascended and that's because there's a plan for david and one day i'll be preaching on this in the in the branch uh 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 revelation of understanding uh what that means about david um but uh you know rigor mortis sets in within two to four hours and and Jesus did not suffer cor- uh, corruption because this was a twin scripture applied both to David and to and to Jesus, and uh, you and then he goes on and says, uh, you know, uh, thou uh, the holy one, you will not suffer the holy one to see uh, rigor mortis or corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore so i think in the uh in the manifest chronicles before genesis book where it ta- talks about the potentiations of the first domain the heaven of heaven and it reveals some of those incredible uh uh you know experiences that people will be having in that uh, pure uh domain of of pure energy and pure love uh, i think that you know it it coincides here with uh, there are pleasures forevermore and and that these pleasures that god has prepared for people is beyond anything that they can think or even imagine uh, is it's just almost too wonderful for for the physical mortal mind and body to comprehend but i'll tell you what you got to keep your your hook out there in the water you got to keep it baited you got to keep your line out there and you got to keep you know waiting with expectation because if you continue in what you have started and, and you don't give up then sooner or later you will begin to have wonderful experiences and i i give that introduction because it just uh so ties in uh with uh the message tonight the coming of the most incredible day—it—it it, it just really does does have a tie in. Now, when we get into this reading of the incredible day, uh, and the word day there, you know, is usually uh, year, day, week. Usually comes from the Hebrew Hebrew word yom, uh, which can be season, can be you know, generation, it can be eons, it, it can be lots of things. It's a very versatile word that has to do with, with time and events and so forth. <clears throat> but we're definitely, as we get into this story of the Joshua Stone and the seven eyes of the Joshua Stone, we are definitely getting getting into spirit travel. And uh, although I've ministered to you on this chapter Uh, Ezekiel 8 before, I want to uh, dig out a couple uh, epic points here uh, because it will so perfectly fit into this teaching tonight. Uh, In the eighth chapter of Ezekiel, you know, it it talks about um, uh, that in the second verse there is an appearance uh, that is quite unusual uh, that Ezekiel sees. In the third verse, a hand comes forth and takes him by a lock of his head and, uh, and the Spirit lifts him up between the earth and the heaven and, and brings him in visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate that looks toward the north. Now, this is another way of saying uh, what in the manifest revelation is called pho- photo translation uh or photo transitions there's photo transitions photo translations uh photo transitions is more along the line of the musical, uh, the the mental uh act of the thinking and and uh the um remembering and all the various exercises that go along with those particular actions uh, photo translation is where a thought can actually take on a form and uh, and so it's just sort of like when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost uh, you know in Acts chapter 2 and um, and it felled all the house where they were sitting it's a mighty rushing wind, and then there was this depiction of these of these t- tongues of fire, uh, and this is, was a, like a photo translation of of the sound of the many living waters. So um, beautiful things are are in the word, and, and we are to mine them out, and 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 this is a, a wonderful thing. As we go on in this book of uh, e- uh, Ezekiel. Uh, chapter Eight, um, uh, he is uh, uh, Ezekiel is lifted up in these in these photo translations, and uh, he is uh, brought in the visions to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate, and uh, and there he finds uh, there is a seat of the image of jealousy which provoketh to jealousy. Now we know that in the Book of Revelations it talks about the seat of Satan. And that Satan has created himself a a, uh, position of sort of like throneship right within the middle of the church. And uh, and we see Satan being very active when when, uh, in in the, I think it was the first chapter of Job, uh, the sons of Job appeared before God, Uh, Satan was right there. And he was talking and challenging and uh, and you know standing in to make his point whether uh, the things that God was doing for Job was legal or not, and if it if it didn't exceed uh, the angelic codes, um, and and so uh, the same thing happens later as we get into it in our text in uh, Zechariah, when uh, Satan appears and is standing right. Uh, next to to uh, Joshua, uh, the high priest, and he's there on the right hand side, and we'll we'll get into that. But but uh, uh, here we we see going way back in time this uh, you know um, uh, seat of of an image of the jealousy that provoked the jealousy, and then um, verse seven, uh, this angel brings uh, him to the door of the court. And when he looked, behold, there was a hole in the wall. Then the angel said to him, Son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I had digged in the wall, behold, a door. Now, a lot of people would have said when they received a word like that from the angel or from God, and it said, dig into a, into a hole in the wall. They would feel like, why, why do I want to dig into this hole in this wall? That that just, that just seems like a waste of my time and my energy. I mean, what, it's just ridiculous. There's nothing I could possibly find in a hole in the wall. But you know, Ezekiel had been in a spiritual place with God long enough that he didn't challenge or question God's word. He just continued with God. And when he had this experience of being lifted up in the spirit between heaven and earth, that is a special interlude a special place of of, of, of uh, spiritual and mental interlude, uh, when you are neither in uh, conveyance uh, to just the, mi- the mind of the physical or the mind of the spirit, but you have a leeway in between those two, whether you can see and do things in the physical, but you can also see and do things in the spiritual, because you are between those two different spheres. Uh, of, of of environmental influence and then he digs in this hole in this this wall and of all things he finds a door now i want to encourage you people that are listening that sometimes the things that god will ask you to do is to be is to have an understanding that you have to become fishers of men both to discover those who are dishonorable and to discover those who are honorable and you have to be willing to give yourself and and uh to be taken up by the spirit and 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 to travel to wherever god would take you like paul when he gave himself to god and he said he was taken up (coughs) he didn't know you know whether it was in the body or out of the body but he you know he saw he saw things that was too wonderful was were not even legal to to come back and tell the story of so there are wonderful opportunities and there are they are for you uh, if you ever allow yourself to get into a mental place in which you are saying i'm not worthy uh i've made too many mistakes i've sinned too many sins uh you know there's there's no way that god is going to allow me to be blessed or to be uh, uh, to have the revelation of the these incredible things Uh, believe me that is exactly the message that satan wants you to have and believe he wants you to be limited in your own thinking because as a man thinks the bible says so does that is that man that's what you become and if you just keep Telling the computer brain of yours that that you're not worthy and and you you're not you know willing to take on the power of of the grace of Jesus Christ, uh, then you're going to lose out. God's bringing you to a hole, and and, and someone will say, "Yeah, I've been in a hole all my life—financial hole, uh, a family problem hole, uh, you know, a bad job type of hole. I've had." sickness type of hole and, and I'm just sick of holes. I, I don't want anything to do with the hole. But I'm gonna tell you something. There's good that can come out of a hole because sometimes people get into all those different holes uh that have you know negative seeming effects on their lives, but they they don't uh allow that to produce a place within them for the things that God wants to do with their life. There's a message and they're not reading the message. They're not reading that these things are happening a lot of times because of their own neglect. Their own neglect to their health, their own neglect to just abiding by the the proper things. So it's, it's very, very important. And if God says, look, deal with this hole, I want you to deal with this hole. And if that hole is problems in your marriage, if that hole is financial problems, if that hole is health problems, if that hole uh, is any of the other kind of problems that I mentioned, plus others that I haven't mentioned, uh, deal with that hole, and, and and decide that you know you're going to keep your line out until you start getting uh, some fish on hook, and and you start changing the balance uh, of the valley of the shadow of death, and and coming through on the other side. <clears throat> okay so deal with the hole you just want to do that imaginative wise you just want to do it th- just like a little thought wise sometimes you got to do it like e- ezekiel did he, uh, because he said uh, the the angel said now son of man dig now dig now in the wall there's a wall up there ladies and gentlemen and and, and i think that almost every human uh, at some time in their life, and maybe even right now in your lives, that you you are surrounded by a wall, and, and this wall is not a, a a wall of of spirituality, but you know it's a wall of circumstance. It's a wall of of the binding energies of the forces of darkness, and and uh, you're never going to get through to the other side. Uh, if you're just looking at at the the bulwark of the wall uh, you you need to be able to find a weak spot in it. you need to be able to find a breakthrough you know like breaking the sound barrier breaking breaking the whole barrier and and, you, and and he says now dig in that wall and when he was obedient and when he was willing to put forth the effort and the energy and he dug in the wall, behold a door, and that's what you needed all the time. To get through the wall, you needed to find a door. Without the door, you're not getting through the wall. And he said unto me, go in and behold the wicked abominations that they they do here. Now he was able to go in and then fulfill the ministry that God had given him. You know, it's one thing to be lifted up between uh, the heavens and the earth and go into the interlude. And people will talk about that all their life. Oh, I went into the interlude. I did this wonderful thing. It was just so great, but they don't tell the the listeners, uh, you know, that part of that going into the interlude was was a a a road, was a path, was a message, and was a, a directive that they were given to continue to do other things. And some people just, you know, go to the part of of being in the interlude, but they don't go on uh, in their conviction and in their dedication to to complete what the advantage of having that experience is all about. And God wants them to go on and, and, and follow through and keep following and continuing each step that God is giving. And if God says, deal with that hole. If you've got a hole, and it's it's a financial hole, if it's a hole of of health problems and sickness and and just reoccurring events along that line and and marital problems or family problems or, or whatever it is, deal with that hole. Don't let that hole swallow you up. Deal with that hole and keep digging. Now, when you're digging, what are you doing? You're enlarging uh, your, your perimeter uh, as regards that hole you, you're you not allowing that to just be some little teeny uh, uh, mole uh, type of hole that, that you, you can't get your body through and it just keeps you bound and keeps you within uh, the perimeter of that hole and not able to get out and be free and find a way to do the things that God has said you said for you to do because sometimes the things that God wants you to do Uh, has to do with discovering some negative things but when you discover them according to following the the commands and the advice of God and you make those discoveries you are doing wonderful things wonderful things for yourself and for your family and for your life and you are working toward that scripture in which Jesus said you know if you continue you'll become my disciples and then you'll become free you'll become free and that's what will happen you will become free and and so he went through and and then uh, he saw you know 70 men of the ancients of the house of israel and 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 they were involved in all kinds of of worship of idols and images and um uh, if you you know it goes on, and I won't take the time to read all about this, but in the tenth verse he saw every form of creeping things, an abominable beast, and the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. You don't break through that wall, you'd be surrounded, even the ancients this, these were like these were like the religious people, the church people. And they were into all of these, you know, abominable things. And and we're not saying by that that all the churches are, but we're saying that these were like at the top rung of the ladder. These were the 70 ancient elderly uh, persons that was expected to be in a very uh, high uh, and royal divineship. And and they they were involved, and there were there was creeping things there, and abominable beasts there, and, and idols, and they were portrayed uh, right in the midst of the holy city, right in the midst of the land of Israel, uh, uh, you know, upon the wall. So God wants to, to wants us to deal with that wall, and and wants us to uh, under let people understand that it has to change. Now. Uh, as this story goes on, and I won't read, you know, a whole lot more here, because I have so much to cover. But as this story goes on, and it goes into the ninth uh, chapter, and remember, in the original text, there were no verses, there were no chapters. Uh, you know, it was just all uh, went together. But as we get into about the uh, middle of the second verse, it talks about this revelation. Of this man uh, that was clothed with linen, and he had a writer's inkhorn by his side. Obviously, there was a ministry there of writing. There was a ministry to get the word out, and 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 so I just feel so connected to that when I read that, because you know uh, I feel like you know I'm I'm one of those men with a writer's inkhorn by my side because I have this incredible ministry Uh, these last uh, few. Uh, days and weeks, I've been working on pulling, you know, some of the boxes of my writings and, and my work out of the sheds that, that I have, because I have room in the house for all of it, and going through it, and and uh, uh, I'll tell you, I have just been astounded when I have looked at the incredible amount of work that I have done and the writings I have done, and, and I, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, hon, I don't even know how I could possibly have done all of this 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 is this is mountains this isn't little hills of work this is mountains of work and sometimes i would have a crew of of 5 to 9 or more people plus other volunteers besides that that would spend their full time and i would i just by myself would write all this stuff and still keep ahead of them and and god and then at the same time i was doing that i was working a full time job plus i was ministering in, in a church that we had. And plus I was, you know, uh, had a large family and a wife, of course. And so, uh, you know, I, I can only give praise and glory and honor to God. I can't take any credit. You know, and, and that's why I tell people, don't ever worry about me feeling like, like, you know, being, having pro having the pride or being prideful. Because the one thing, if, if, if I've got any sense for, is that God has blessed me to understand, you know, that that uh, without Jesus, without Jesus Christ, I don't have a rudder. Without Jesus Christ, I don't have a sail. Without Jesus Christ, uh, I'd be wandering and I'd I'd be I'd be lost. And so all that I have is is you know by by the the mercy of Jesus Christ. And I feel very uh, connected to that scripture that I. That I read to you early, uh, earlier, in which uh... in Psalms it says, uh, you know, for thou wilt thou wilt uh, uh, not leave me, uh, and and very close to that uh, scripture that I also read in John, in which Jesus, you know, says uh, what uh, you know he says, uh, and he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him you know i when we understand that our mission is to please our lord our mission is to please our father which art in heaven and jesus said after this manner is how you should pray our father which art in heaven our father oh that is such a beautiful powerful thing and jesus preached that and ministered that through his entire uh uh, life on earth uh with his disciples and as he as he went from place to place uh healing the sick and 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 delivering the word oh praise be to god that is exciting okay so there's the connection there to that part in ezekiel uh and it it it, it's it's a very you know exciting uh connection okay then we got to go back over this thing in Zechariah the book of Zechariah, that's uh, uh, in the Old Testament, and you know you've got Micah, you've got Habakkah, uh, and you've got uh, Zephaniah, and Haggai, and then comes Zechariah. And uh, Zechariah is, uh, uh, you know, just before Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament. So go to the last book of the Old Testament, go back one further into the Old Testament, and there you are, Zechariah and turn, uh, you know, <clears throat> with it uh, into the Bible uh, uh, or into that book to the third chapter. I read this last week, but we got to sort of read it again because we were just sort of getting into this. We have to show people where this all comes from. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. <clears throat> now some want to say, isn't that absolutely fantastic? I had experiences like that when angels appeared to me they would say, and the angel is appearing to me, but the part that they don't tell was was not only the angel appearing to them, but Satan was also there. So what what happens when you have <clears throat> what happens when you have that? Everything is the story of the Old Testament about being weighed in the balance and found wanting. Because on one side you got in the weight in the scales, you got the, an angel of God. On the other side you've got the angel, which is Satan. Now, depending on that angel that came to you, was that angel one of the servants of one of the archangels, but not an archangel? If, that's, if that was just an angel that was on a mission, you know, and then you got Satan, well, Satan is still an archangel. He has not been before the white throne judgment. That has not come yet. And as I ministered last week, he can still appear uh, as, as uh, an, an angel uh, in, in a you know of, of righteousness, like in a transformation, and he cannot put that transformation on his followers. He still has that power. So if in the scale you've got the angel and it doesn't happen to be Michael or Gabriel or or are you know one of the uh top angels like that then uh you you know you might actually be more weighed out because satan is there on the right hand side and so we see in the book of daniel that sometimes when the, that was the case and a lesser angel was doing was helping uh, uh one of the of the humans uh <clears throat> that that lesser angel, even with their help, were not able uh to to stop the 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 prince of Persia from blocking uh, the messenger to come and and it wouldn't be until the that messenger angel got help from from like Michael an archangel which which you know uh, had great victory and great power and was able to more than uh equal out the power of satan who was also an archangel then he could break through and the and and the the prince of persia could not hold him back any longer so we have to understand that these powers and principalities and forces uh, you know of good and evil uh, they block one another out and, and 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 the bible shows us that there is a wall and in the days of of the Babylonian captivity, there was the hand that wrote on the wall and said, Thou art weighed in the balances and found wanting. So that is a real thing. and And it's just as real as though like a hand suddenly appears, not the rest of the body, not the head, not the eyes, not the trunk, but just a hand and begins to write you know and 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 this writing is something that 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 it can be seen it can be read and and uh this is a, a a spiritual event happening in a physical world and it can happen and that was a photo translation so these things are very very important to understand and and they are all part of the revelation okay now let us skip down to verse 8 of chapter 3 of Zach- Zechariah. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at, and behold, I will bring forth my servant the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. And behold, I will engrave the engravings thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and remove the iniquity of the land in one day. And there is the scripture uh, for this title of our message, The Coming of the Most Incredible Day. Let's read that again. Upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the engraving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall you call every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree? Now that is the day that we are calling the most incredible day. And, and it's tied into this whole revelation of the of the stone uh, that has seven eyes. And this thing about eyes, you know, don't don't sell that short. Uh, this thing about eyes is really really big in the first and 10th chapter of uh, uh i believe of i think both the first and 10th chapter uh, either says it or or has a preface of indications for it uh and and so has an insistence of it uh and and it, it mentions the eyes and it mentions these uh cherubims that have eyes on their body in, in front of them behind them and and uh <coughs> on their wings and they're they're just they're just full of eyes you see a similar thing to that in the book of revelations it describes it you know almost the same quite incredible no doubt <coughs> so the eyes you know the eye is a really important symbol and and after all that's what we were talking about in ezekiel we we're talking about you know the, the the vision and and we're talking about uh, uh the the vision which is you know tied into the idea of the eye and uh, uh i've mentioned before this third eye uh, which is like uh, we, it's been depicted in ancient times as being in the middle of the forehead, uh, because actually the forebrain, you know, is connected to uh, to to the corpus callosum in a certain way uh, of of energizing its vibrations, and it 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 uh, is able to somehow connect from out of both of the other hemispheres uh, and and put together things in a in a spiritual way and yet still connected with physical uh, uh, connections so I think uh, those things are most interesting uh, as we talk and get into the eyes and the third eye and then here we have these seven um, angels and and uh, and that connects to the book of Revelation the seven spirits of God and the the manifest revelation of those seven spirits of God you know and and uh uh it, it's just like you know there's so many beautiful scriptures when i give this a uh, story about how that the bottomless pit is actually uh you know the uh, endless space and i know people say oh no the bottomless pit's talking about in the middle of the earth <laughs> you know it's not it is not talking about the middle of the earth but you know p- people uh think that it, it's limited to that uh it, you know but it, it, it when you're out in space and those those uh, various uh, neutrinos and various kinds of atomic energies uh photons are just shooting at high velocity speeds they penetrate speed uh, they turn, pardon me they spin a, penetrate uh the the uh <coughs> environment of the space and and of the air and atmospheres and of the earth sometimes they'll just go right through the earth um just depending on what part of the earth that they that they hit but 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 really another scripture that was very is very interesting uh is (coughs) these demons that get cast out uh, of this man that had a legion of demons in him and this legion of demons uh uh, when they were finally cast out uh, the first time that jesus prayed they didn't get delivered they didn't get out uh at that time it hadn't been revealed to jesus that there was a whole legion of them because these these demons can do things i've had them do it to me where where they they uh, stop all vibrations and uh, sometimes they will either they will even leave the body and and go a distance away so that when uh, you are examining that person it's very difficult to find their uh footprints fingerprints uh so to speak uh in that body uh, sometimes they just go go into sort of like capsules uh that are seem to be just uh innate and 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 they wait until uh you know that person leaves and and is away from uh the spiritual influence uh, but anyway, Jesus discovered when he commanded tell me who who, who are you what 's your name and he said well we 're legion because we 're many but one of the things that they pleaded with Jesus. We don't want, we 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 don't want you to command us. To have to go out, into the deep. Out into the deep. You know that's not that, talking about down into the deep, but out into the deep. It's talking about outer space, and that that ties in to the, uh, you know, twentieth chapter of, uh, of Revelations that talks about. Uh, I think it's the second verse talks about the bottomless pit so all those things connect they have got reality they've got association they've got really determinate uh, uh things that that people need to know and people need to understand and, and so now we've got these seven uh, eyes that run to and fro the whole earth what kind of eyes are those wow those are something special huh and god is wanting us to to come into these different eyes so when i had this experience I went in you know to these eyes one at a time, well, before I continue on with my uh uh you know um <clears throat> uh, back to paradise revelation that is in the book of um of the um holy manifest uh there's some other things i I just wanted to you know to cover and and uh you know talk about uh, I want to talk about this wall a little bit the, in ephesians two fourteen uh the bible talks about this middle wall of partition um uh that actually probably is a good good uh, scripture to turn to let me just real fast go to ephesians 2 because there is something uh, written there very interesting uh first let's, let's just look at this uh, 214 and it says for he is our peace who has made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of petition between us this middle wall of petition is a real thing and 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 uh uh you know just because in uh that by grace that this action uh, is already available for that wall to be broken down and be removed doesn't mean that in your particular life that it is removed because you have to accept that knowledge you have to have an eye into understanding that revelation if you if you don't uh, have an understanding of that revelation then you don't even know how to communicate uh, with with the interpretation uh, for what the Bible is really saying because the story isn't really understood. You're just understanding increments of it and just understanding increments is not going to bring you into the liberty of the truth. But there's something more that is said here and I just want to read it. You know it says he has broken down the middle wall of partition between us That's chapter 2 of Ephesians verse 14. This next verse is awesome. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments uh, contained in the ordinances. For to make in himself of twain. Now that is a very mysterious statement in scripture. For to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And here he's talking about that through him uh in verse 18 he explains it that through him we both have access by one spirit unto the father so here we have then this jesus prince of peace making himself of twain one new person uh the twain being uh, uh allowing us access to the father and, and 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 access uh to the sheep loving your neighbor and then there's loving God. So those two are the two top uh, uh, commandments upon which all of the other commandments uh, hang. So there's an incredible revelation there, but that is still all blocked if a person doesn't understand it. People don't understand this, this revelation about the Father's house. That we're trying to minister now with this revelation of the Arturians and Arturians and and all these things, uh, it is very very important that you understand what the scripture means when it says, "In my Father's house are many mansions." I go away to prepare a place for you. I'll tell you, it's not talking about the first domain, the heaven of heavens, because there's nothing to prepare in the in the heaven of heavens. That is an absolutely perfect, unchangeable place, and and, and that's why the universe is used uh for creations and for the making of new potential uh persons with souls okay now uh we're getting to understand this wall thing a little bit more uh now i want to share some other very neat things uh you know uh uh, many many years ago i received some of these uh things and and i'm going to read some of them to you Uh, Deep in the the conscience of every mortal being is a flame. Some persons work a lifetime to extinguish it, yet others work a lifetime to save it. The intangible glow is not sensual, but it lives in a body of sensuality. In In the vernacular of human definition, it is described as a spirit. Ironically, by the same definitions of human assumption, we find only broad generalities in regard to its reference. The mystery that shrouds in its definition also shrouds its origination. There are some humans who seek to know uh, there are some hu- some humans who do not care to know in those uh, to those who care to know um, here is a proclamation of revolutionary content content that will expose truth to bear reality and strip the mask of falsehood off those weaklings who have clung to the traditional concepts of life rather than forge new bridges to the frontiers of truth now think about the scripture and how it goes along with that revelations 2:17, he that hath an ear and you know it's expected that almost every human being almost every human being has an ear at least one it didn't say he, he who has two ears he who has three. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. People have been listening in the churches to what the what man has to say, what the physical, uh, you know, entertainment and the physical. And I'm not trying to knock anything. I'm just trying to make a, uh, a, a, an explanation and an insight that a lot of times people are really not uh, taking the time to hear what the Spirit is saying. To him that overcomes, I will give to eat of the hidden manna. Does that sound interesting? Don't you want to be a part of that? To be able to eat of the hidden manna? Well, of course you do. And I will give him a white stone. Here's a stone again. Think about the Joshua stone. And in the stone a new name written, No man knoweth, save he that receiveth it. There's no way you're going to ever find out about those revelations. There's no way you're ever going to get into the meaning of it. It's just all gonna be like, like scribble mania and ba- and babble until you really open up your heart and you just throw that fishing line in, you say I'm I'm not I'm not stopping, I'm not giving up until I catch fish. Horizon A day dawns in every life that is different than any other day that life has met. It is a day that crosses the boundary of that invisible marker in time, which some persons call turning point, and other persons call the r- crossroads. some persons reach this point in life at the climax of stormy trials, some reach it at the blank end of their aspirations of hopes, some reach it in the epitome and desperation of their human failures, still others reach it suddenly as though they had been sailing all their lives on a smooth sea and now had met their first wave. It is a day of new horizon, that fraction in time when mortals meet head-on with their destiny. Wow. Okay, now here is a prophecy, and it's called the Day of Anointed Vision. Now, one of the things that you need to be watching for is that I am going to, uh, you know, as... Time allows me to uh, start putting on a lot of these prophecies that I have received over the years and, and have them available uh, in the Manifest Ministry uh, uh, you know uh, website. and uh, this one here um, I received March 10th, 1971. Now that was forty years ago. And uh, and it's a prophecy of the prophet of the crystal eye ministry. And this was something, this crystal eye ministry was something I received, uh, oh my, so many, many, many years ago. And, um, you know, it, there's much Bible for it. Like the, the great crystal sea, whereupon uh, uh, stood people rejoicing and singing the songs of Moses and the songs of Christ. This is described in the book of Revelation here's how it goes i tell you of the things that are pertinent to your salvation and to overcome i speak that you may be able to be called by my name a chosen select people called out as my elect upon the face of the earth i looked and i beheld as though it were upon the earth between my people a great wall that has that had been built. i saw the wall i beheld as though it were upon the earth between my people a great wall that had been built. I saw the wall. Now, here we are, talking about the wall. This is, you know, way, way back 40 years ago. I'm 73 now. It's not difficult to figure how old I was. And and, and so it goes on. And the sides were raised up high over the heads of my people. And I spoke unto, unto a certain one Who stood by my side an anointed one and an anointed one said at such a time go and tear down the wall and destroy it that stands before my people i prophesied to you the day shall come when the anointed vision shall be given unto you for this wall shall be destroyed i will destroy it for it is an abomination unto me the middle walls of petition shall be broken down i shall give to my anointed ones to be in the presence of my people to lift them up, lest they dash their feet against the stones. I will call them out from the four corners of the earth. Some will be in the deserts where they are seeking uh, seeking me. Others will be in densely populated areas of cities. Others will be stashed away in various crags and rocks of the earth where I have sent them. I shall call for them and fetch them from the furthest parts of the earth, and the Lord your God will send the anointed ones to bring them together. I will break down the wall of misunderstanding, the walls of ignorance. The Lord your God shall hew out of the wilderness seven pillars that shall stand in the day of reckoning. It shall come to pass in that day a new word shall be read. When this word is read, it shall anoint the ears of the hearers. It shall put a salve upon the eyes of the people, so that they shall see. I prophesy that if you will be faithful you shall be among those of whom i speak i will call you out of the great gathering distance shall not be a barrier language shall not cause a lack of communication in that day you shall communicate through the holy spirit regardless of whether or not you know the language of the other person i will give you an open vision and you will be able to see and not perish you shall be forewarned of the things that shall come violently upon the earth. Destruction shall rage at noonday, and the earth shall open up uh, from beneath. beneath uh, torrents of destruction shall pour forth upon the flesh of mankind. I shall bring down the high place, I shall trample the court of kings. I shall waste the palaces OF meeting halls of men in high places. I shall cause consternation in those people that rule, and they that shall be frightened in their thoughts and in their counsel. I will confuse them at, that, at the very moment of their most searching plans. When I have torn the heart out of them, I will take their conscience and strip it before mankind. I will raise up prophets that, that uh, men didn't know were prophets, and I will call them out of the low places and the high places. As for you, I will hide you in my chambers as though it be a moment until the indignation be overpassed." Wow. Now, this here was a a real incredible experience uh, that God gave to me one night, and I I wrote it down. This happened August thirtieth, 1971. This was 39 years ago. I saw seven heavenly beings clothed in the raiment as though it were 10 billion suns. I saw these seven holy ones escorting rivers of joy to far-flung regions where shone every face. Their holy ones are beacons of the lanes where great celestial spaceships sail in pathways never chartered, never mapped while watchers write holy legends of the ages written on golden script in Angel's Ink. In their byways, where the the, the, saint, the soul is absent from fear and absent from intimidation, one can hear the tympanum of the hallelujah chorus exploding forth expanding and expanding like waves as from the tide of the ocean until every honed in being must respond in vibration to this concert of sheer ecstasy, or keep silent. O soul, O soul, counsel with your heart, for the word must be bathed, bathed in a dove of songs. Then shall, now listen to this, then shall the third eye be opened and the byway where trodst the holy ones will be seen. Wow. You shall be as exuberant stars, infatuated spirits, infatuated spirits, awakened ones among a land of sleepers, You are inoculated with the essence of the highest hope. You are like dancing stars, like colored vapors, creating higher minds filled with soaring inspirations. It's exciting. The Word of God is just absolutely exciting. And there there is coming a day which the Lord revealed to me in one of these times I will be ministering on it called the Age of iron. Now, iron is a, a very unusual word, because it's spelled i, and then the r is in a superscript, and then o n. So i r superscript, and then o n iron, and it means reverence. The age of reverence, and and in that day, uh, the prophecy says that even children shall read atoms, like people read letters in a book today Wow so it is an exciting time and we are in this exciting time and now that brings us to this wonderful experience of the story of the Joshua Stone and uh, I want to uh, uh, you know I'm gonna go back a little bit uh, of what I read before because it will give continuity uh, in the minds of the people as they listen to this. I think I do have time to get this all in. There exists an ancient stone once possessed by an ancient people. And we're not going to say this is the yerman and the Thummim, but the yerman and the Thummim, they were both stones. You can put together whatever you like on that score. Okay. This stone is called the Joshua Stone. It is the stone of seven eyes. It is said that whosoever finds this stone can come to know all mysteries. It is the stone of the high priest's ministry. It is the Urim and Thummim made one where the yeses meet the no's and combust into perfect light. In a vision in the night when I was in deep slumber, there was opened in my mind a memory, and I was shown the location of this valuable stone. I've since made many trips by photo translation to the secret hiding place of this stone this stone is invisible except by crystal vision it came to pass that upon one occasion while visiting this stone i prayed that if it were god's will the vision of the seven eyes would be made manifest to this generation of humankind excuse me <coughs> then, then said a voice touch the stone but because I greatly feared, I could not. Again the voice said, Touch the stone. But I replied, I, I am unclean. So the voice said to me, The stone has power to cleanse whosoever and whatsoever touch it. Now I want that to be an encouraging word to you people out there. You, you people get to understand that when God speaks something and says to do something, He's covered you. He knows you. He's covered you and and he's going to cause that when you are obedient that that very act of obedience is going to is going to have it's going to have cleansing power for your life and it's going to cover you in grace praise be the name of god then i touched the stone and instantly seven wise and noble eyes appeared upon that stone you know i'm so moved as i read this because i so deeply remember that 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 whole thing that experience. It, it was just so awesome. It was so absolutely, I mean, it was real. It's like it it really happened. I mean, it, it, I was really there. And, and what I'm telling you here is a real experience. And, and I, I can never forget it. It changed my life. Then one of the, uh, see, uh, then I touched the stone and instantly seven wise and noble eyes appeared upon the stone. And although there was no mouth upon the stone, the eyes could talk. So it was the eyes of the stone spoke and said, We are the seven spirits that stand before the Almighty God. We are the seven seals, which no man on earth in heaven can open except by the Christ Spirit. Wow! Then one of the seven eyes presented me a pure and spotless lamb, as it had been slain. And the eye said to me, Rise up and eat this lamb, for it is the Christ Spirit. Whosoever eats of this lamb shall come into the holy attraction, and shall know the luster of lights. So it was, I ate of this lamb, and its flesh tasted as a delicious bread just baked, and its juices as mar- uh, marinated marionated broth of grape. After I had eaten of the lamb, a great beam of light shone forth out of that eye and pierced my body. This was the first r- eye, the realm of praise. Immediately I was caught up into the holy attraction. And I journeyed into the realm of the first eye. I became aware of a burning thirst, as though there was a flame in my throat. Immediately, a voice said, "Please drink unto God and thirst no more." Praise a drink unto God and thirst no more. Thus, I began to praise the Almighty God, and I did, as as and as I did, it was a cool and satisfying mint to my mouth. So it was, I deeply enjoyed to praise the almighty uh, uh, Almighty, consequently, I learned the nature of heaven is to praise God, for in that realm it is an, it is an excitable and enjoyable thing, therefore, everywhere in this realm uh, of praise spirits praise Almighty God I am upon, uh, and and think upon ways to glorify m s Almighty person. I also ob- observed a special meeting place of these angels, which I, I wondered, and the eye said to me, This is one of the many heavenly workshops of marvelous praise. I came to understand that these workshops of mar- marvelous praise were involved in praise deliverance. Then I said, What is praise deliverance? And the eye answering me said when a person's persons spiritual when a person's spiritually uh, in a jeopardy or um, or there are critical conditions prevalent. These angels praise instead of pray, for praise to God is more powerful than prayer to God. So it was I was privileged to see and to hear their praise offerings for the ora soul of humankind, and the praise was after this manner. According to each person's name or number, a song or poem was created and designed to express that person's need. So it was I saw waves of, of of praise going forth as one might see the waves of the ocean surf pounding the shore. I also saw the circuit angels, which were the Sela and Hagian, Hagion angels. These are the praise angels, uh, and the Thus saith the Lord, Sela circuits, and the receiver angels of the meditation, uh, um, Hagion uh, circuits. And, and you know, I'm not going to be able to just read everything, because we won't get through this. But the, the second eye, the realm of beauty. So it was, I left the realm of worshiping spirits, where is the realm of the first eye? And I was caught away by the second eye into the realm of beauty. This is what I saw, an innumerable host of angels, dancing gracefully before the Almighty God in the beauty of holiness. And I saw the beauty of order and of movements. And I felt my visage change, and I was astonished at such beauty. I saw each angel with a colored cloth, some as linen, some as silk in appearance, raising and lowering their cloths of different colors as they danced. I said to the second eye, What are these cloth-looking objects? And the eye said to me, They are dancing plumes, and were created as glory cloths of the rainbow rays to honor the glory of God's white beauty." I hope hope this does something for you. Even if it just does a small percentage of what it did for me, it would be great. Again the angels began to dance, holding and moving their dancing plumes in grand design. (coughs) I noticed that each eye seemed to be fastened to a small short rod or cane or twig. Then the eye said to me, these rods are beams of polarized energy projected from each entity and the plumes are spectrums of diffusion from the tips of their beams. I came to understand that this was the realm of colors, for the eye said to me, In this realm even the least of the angels speak ten million colors. So it was, I saw with my own eyes colors that cannot be seen on earth. Then I said to the eye, The splendor of these things is magnificent, but what can I offer from this realm to the earthlings for overcoming? Then the eye replied, Color is high vision. WHOSOEVER THERE BE THAT LIVES ONLY IN THE GRAY, UN SHALL dole AWAY TO DEATH. BEAUTY IS FORM AND POISE. WHOSOEVER THERE BE THAT HAS NO FORM or, AND POISE, UN IS UGLY INDEED. WHOSOEVER THERE BE THAT IS BLANK OF MINDFUL DUTY, IS ALSO VOID OF UNDERSTANDING. THEREFORE THIS IS WHAT YOU SAY, AS THE RED OF WHITE RIGHTEOUSNESS IS PURE, the red of black anger is evil. The joyful colours of your heart make alive, but the sorrowful colours of a heart bring death. <clears throat> and to all who will wear the many colored coat of Joseph, and to them is granted the power to become leaders. Whosoever will become humble, whosoever will be bright, whosoever will be patient, whosoever will stream with effervescence, whosoever will conduct himself unself uh, righteously, and that is spelt by the way uh u u n s e l f un and that is a word that we use uh when we're including both men and women both both uh, female and male uh to be able to describe it with one word and then it goes on and i'm just gonna skip a little bit here because there's just so much it talks about the beauty of the ancient and their eldership and the beauty of kinship and oneness beauty of love beauty of the eye to see beauty beauty to love and to be loved beauty of the whiteness colors, the beauty of creation. The third eye. I was about to speak to the eye of wise beauty, and I was caught up away into the third eye, into the realm of love. Immediately I was jolted by a series of penetrating waves. My spirit began spreading apart until my spirit became billions of dazzling dots of dancing crystals. I could feel my consciousness in each of these crystal dots, and I knew each one of them was I. I saw an angel sitting before a gigantic bubble of transparent material playing rhythms upon the, upon the bubble, and as Un played, the crystal dots of my spirit responded in motions of pulsating rhythms. As the rhythms accelerated, the dots came together <coughs> with such union that, union that not one cleavage point could be discerned. Each time the dots surged together, I felt strength and love. Each time the dots spread apart, I felt multiple consciousness. Wow. Th- th- those are just so beautiful. Then the rhythm stopped, and I, f- and I fell into the form of my spirit again. Suddenly, a myriad of angels appeared and began touching their hands, uh, palm to palm, <coughs> from one another. Then one of them uh, glided uh, toward me and kissed me upon the forehead and neck. Immediately I began to glow with pulsating glimmers. I felt love so powerful that I wanted to become part of it and, and cease my own existence. I said to the eye, What kind of kiss is this? And Un said to me, It is the kiss of love to breath, uh, to love to life breath. Now sometimes the word Un is also used when a special entity that you are speaking to is... is um, uh, in a very high plane, and in that very high plane, it is neither male nor female. you know it 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 is spirit <coughs> so uh that's another time that the word "und is, is used and and I knew that the angel that every angel loved every angel, and with that lovely love, they loved the lovely i am again the angel began to play the transparent bubble and interest. Uh, instantly, each angel became billions of crystal dots each uh, among each other's dots. I looked at myself and wondered why this time I had not become dots. At that moment the eye said to me, Go within the ring of fire. Immediately my eyes were opened, and I saw a band of golden fire encircling the angel's dots. I ran through the golden band of fire into the inner circle, instantly becoming dancing dots mingling and co-mingling. Between the myriad times, myriad times, myriads, as we pulsated, we shared our good thoughts and wisdoms, and substance of our knowledge, become become one. This is part of where I got the revelation when I wrote uh, in in the um, uh, the book of the seven thunders before Genesis about the potentiations and how that the angels in the first domain would would uh, would merge in their minds and be able to share their thoughts and experiences <clears throat> this was the beginning of that revelation that i received i received many other revelations additionally but this was such a beautiful thing this was never anything i had ever heard of or dreamed and this this was received in in the uh, you know the the um, the book of the um, manifest the holy manifest and it goes way way back a lot of years <coughs> Excuse me just a moment here. <coughs> All right. Thank you. So um, uh, it, it was. It, I will never forget. I just never, ever, ever, ever forget this experience. And I sat down and wept. Then the eye said to me, Why do you weep, my son? I weep because I know I cannot stay here, and this makes me very sad. My son, whosoever has tasted of this love, will return to drink of it again. But for now you must tell your kindred companions of this place, of its union with God, of its joy, its peace, and most of all its love. Then I said, What shall I tell them? Tell them these words. There is no force or power greater than love, for there is no strength as strong as love. The love of God is greater than sin, greater than sorrow, despair, suffering. The love of God is the fountain of eternal youth the highway of eternal destinies. Love is the transformer, the redeeming factor, the patience patience that waits, the mercy that pleads, the compassion that makes conquests. Love settles conflicts by giving birth to peace. Love is the best musician, for love is the master of harmony. Wheresoever dwells the abode of love, there will the angels of happiness be gathered. The fourth eye, the realm of wisdom. Then I knew what I should do, and while I thought on these things I was caught up into the fourth eye into the realm of wisdom. When I opened my eyes I saw a huge book held up by a beautifully scrolled pillar. As I wondered concerning the book the eye said to me, Read the page upon which you stand. In amazement I stared at my feet, and and as sure as it was spoken I stood upon a sheet of page great in extent, and I began to read these words. This page of wisdom contains excerpts from the Book of the Pillar. The Book of the Pillar is the book of outer wisdoms. Whosoever will know wisdoms, let such a one come through the needle's eye. Whosoever is wise will not hoard knowledge. The seeker who finds goodly wisdom are they who seek it, not for self-esteem, but rather that seek wisdom whereby to guide one's love. Whosoever finds wisdom finds reproof. Whosoever finds reproof, and abiding in it, The same is such a one that shall feast at the festival of the wise. For they that seek wisdom, seek a star. And they that seek a star, seek a light. They that seek a light, seek a path. And they that seek a path, search for an answer. And they that search for an answer, search for truth. And they that search for truth, seek for God." Wow. I saw straight lines, curved lines, convoluted, nimboluted lines lines broken and lines unbroken, bold lines, thin lines, and I saw a line going out into endless space. Then I said to the eye, What is this line? And the eye said, It leads to the book of little things. This is the book of inner wisdoms. As my vision followed this line, I saw the book of little things. Just as the voice had said, I give you two choices. Eat this book, and it shall taste its honey in your mouth and as bitter herbs in your stomach or thank this book and it shall dominate your senses so i said the taste of honey is worth the bitter stomach but thoughts of the mind are higher than the sensation of feeling give me these thoughts the eye looking with consternation said to me you know not what it is you have asked nevertheless so shall it be instantly a swirling sound begin to encompass my spirit I felt a force pressing against me. Suddenly I realized that the energy of my spirit was being compacted and compressed into infinitesimal, in, into an infinitesimal spot of something far less than sub microscopic bit. So it was. I became what is known in this realm as a bits, which means energized infinitesimal particle. An energized infant, uh, infinitesimal or infinitesimal particle. I remember feeling eternally indestructible. Then a voice said, To see all and to know all that is written in the book of little things. Come to the traffic les- uh, lanes of the infinitesimal where are written the codes of Almighty God. So it was I came face to face with sound Soundtron energy, which is the activated word of God inscribed and coded into all existence. Th- thus I saw and read the law of Almighty Beyond. I came to understand that the Word of God was alive and could never die, and that ever-spoken prophecy of the future, that ever-spoken uh, promise of good or, the, or of judgment was coded into the circuit lines of creation. At this time a voice said, Read the Soundtron. As I began to read, a great trembling and fear shook my bits. For as I began to read, the words became visions, and I could see the planet Earth where, I, where lived humankind. I saw seven supreme lords. Holding seven hails and and this is the manner in which the seven hails judge the human the humans a hail one a hail of super germs with multiple uh, um, immune systems created and manufactured by humans through their ignorance, a hail of burning rays from lethal weapons that use hydrogen through ionic processes to create instant dehydration death to whomsoever it touches. A hail of technology through which will be devised me- uh, methods to deviate the mental control of humankind from themselves to, co- to the control of masses through uh, neurosurgical transplants of tailored, obedient cells by a simple series of brain injections through a needle. A hail, Number four, a hail of evil leaders void of mercy, transformed into evil purposes, bent on personal domination, recor- regardless of the cost. 5. A hail of mad geniuses, inventors of diabolical means, self-terrorist, saddest, who kill for the sheer lust of fiendish horror. A hail 6. A hail of wars between small nations of highly technical means creating blackouts in which some of these nations cease to exist seven a hail of bullet bombs bombs made very small but many times more lethal creating environmental pandemonium plagues of rodents insects of immense proportions after i saw these things i began to hurt with a deep hurt for i was laden with the sorrow of grief then a voice said hurt not but look again to the circuits so I looked again, and I, thus I saw many ancient people with young faces, and the appearance of wisdom was upon their faces, for unto, for unto them were given crowns of king, men, kings mentalities. Unto these were given the secrets of the circuits, to speak by the soundtrons the word of God, and I saw that no evil could harm them, but they had invincible powers. I saw them walk through walls, and they were not hurt. I saw them become become as though they were lighter than air, and appeared and disappeared. In their hands was the power of healing and miracles, and they followed and believed in Christ, the Son of God. And I said, Who are these people? They are Melchizedek's, who cannot be destroyed, for they are discharged from all carnal connections. Therefore they have become seamless without beginning or end. The fifth eye, the realm of power. I was about to speak when I began swelling and expanding. At that instant I was returned to my spirit form, and I was caught away into the fifth eye, which is the realm of power. Immediately I I saw multitudes of angels sitting and uh, uh, prostrate within what appeared to be a circular window of lattice panes. Then I said, What does this mean? The fifth eye answering me said, This is the power of focus. For these angels have the power to focus mind beams into alive sequences, and they call these beams the shume beams. And I came to understand that these angels understood the power of perfect inversions. Then the eye said to me, Every good or evil thing casts a style of certain form, every power or force that projects a plan emanates a shadow wave of these projections. These angels can convert sorrow to joy, weakness to power, rock to gold, hate to love, destructive forces to peaceful. For the angels of this realm are the war angels that war by mind accelerations. Now, this is a new word. It's not, a c c. It's x ex- like excellent from the word excellent, accelerations e x c e l e r, a t i o n s mind accelerations. Then I said, These powers are awesome, but what of these things can I offer to the humans for overcoming? So it was that I said, Tell them these things. There is an eye of flesh, and there is an eye of the spirit. Whosoever sees by the flesh sees the temporal life. His form is of a low grade substance. But one that sees by the spirit sees eternal life. His form is of a high grade substance. To see by the Spirit, one must look by the Spirit through the delusion of the flesh. All things that are uh, attached by magnetism to the flesh are by nature carnal. Therefore, to overcome, one must constantly, as possible, look away from the flesh and focus upon the divine nature of God. To do this, think away from yourself and all of the things pertaining to the fleshly kingdom. Believe these words, and the Christ Spirit will be with you. When you are depressed, disturbed in bondage, sick, lonely, or needy, focus away from the problem and say unto God, Glory to God in the highest, for thine is the kingdom, the glory, and the power, for ever and ever. As you focus, the problem will minimize. Then begin a reduction process. Focus until the problem is dotted out of existence in your mind. Then, at the point the problem disappears, focus and inversion, the opposite of that negative form. Health instead of sickness, strength instead of weakness, authority instead of insecurity. Remember the mind is your link to the Christ Spirit and to God. Whosoever, Wheresoever you have conquered a problem in your mind, the battle also is conquered for the flesh. The sixth eye. We have two more eyes here now, the sixth and the seventh. As I thought upon these things, I was caught away by the sixth eye into the realm of honor. As far as my eye could see, I saw nothing but vast and distant space, not one building, not the presence of one being. I shall never forget the all-engulfing vastness. Then I said, Where am I? And the sixth eye replied, The heaven of the realm of honor. But where is everything and one? They are here you must be patient and all will appear after a great while when nothing appeared I said I do not see anything if there is in you a spirit loyal and honorable if there is in you a spirit loyal and honorable under God then with patience you will be able to see this kingdom but if you lack these things the kingdom will not appear so it was I waited. But as I waited, I prayed that I might have power, be loyal in the honor the Father of all. As the eye had spoken, that which was invisible to me became visible. So it was. I saw the remarkable works of the sixth realm. It was during this experience I came to know that many of the prophetic sayings given on earth were tailored in such realms as this for humankind. I shall not forget, as I stood before a towering plaque created of a glowing and shimmering substance the words that came on and off like a neon sign loyal obedience does not lie does not chat uh, pardon me loyal loyal obedience does not lie does not cheat is not selfish is not fearful does not question does not challenge is not sluggish is not cantankerous loyal obedient, obedience gives all believes all has faith has hope is ready ready to serve any condition hold on just a moment folks i don't know if you can still hear me my little uh, microphone i have to adjust it here okay thank you very much all right loyal obedience gives all, believes all, has faith, has hope, is ready to serve under any condition, is ready to go, to stay, to wait or to run, has vision, has confidence. I was amazed at the respect and the eloquence of that respect that the angels in this realm accorded one to another. There was great beauty in their acknowledgment of each other's stations. It was such angels as these, of which it is written. I am gave M's angels charge concerning thee, least thou dash thy feet against the pricks. I said to the angel of the sixth eye, What shall I say of this realm to the inhabitants of the earth? Honor I am your heavenly giver of life by your obedience. Offer before M your all. Be loyal to full life. If you will do these things, yours is the kingdom of heaven. The seventh I, the realm of joy, the realm of joy and peace. I was about to ask another question, when I was caught up by the seventh eye into the realm of of joy and peace. I remember floating and smiling and laughing. All was calm. All was at rest. All was at peace. I had entered the the the, uh, zone of joy unspeakable. I was carefree, and I savored every instant. The splendor of this realm was of such precious happiness I desired to never leave it. At that time several princes of peace approached me. Their complexions were of such pure countenance that I fell backwards in their presence. So it was, they said to me There is a spirit of warmongering on your planet. The jaws of flesh cease not to hunger for blood. The demons of strife abound everywhere. Go and give this message, go and give their leader this message. Hell has spoken for you. The place of your inn beckons you. All power is with the Christ Spirit. From every corner shall they who are clothed with the Christ Spirit of peace arise. Let the chains of bondage return upon you. All misery is yours. Shake and quiver, you satans, all you satans. For peace and goodwill is given to the offspring of light so my journey to the joshua stone ended i had received a divine appointment the word of the seven eyes of the many-eyed creature the all-seeing the all-knowing knowing thunders had spoken i knew that in me old worlds had died and new worlds were born sila remember before the dawn while as yet futures were not alive formless energies passed from phase to phase. So it was, if one searched every portion of this span from region to region, from space to space, life-given autonomy could not be found. Thus a dark sadness clothed all the substance of this span, and a silent void hung predominantly over every region. It was not that light had no existence. For light has always been and always shall be, but light has not been spoken in this span of space. Therefore darkness prevailed, darkness crowded darkness, atoms seethed, energies boiled. Where were you when nature searched for a womb to birth life, when the darkness bored of its own unlighted paths, screamed for an ear to hear? Where were you when the bars of of a barren lattice imprisoned the very substance of existence? Where were you when visions waited to be seen and dreams waited to be dreamed? When mornings were lost into nights, and nights forgot that mornings existed. Where were you when thoughts, not thought, waited for creators to thank them? When formless lines of matter waited for prophets to speak pictures into being? Where were you that glorious day? When angels of God, Elohim angels, sang for joy. When captains of the host, whose faces were abeam, watched their leader make the morningness his flag. And the, and the light is banner. Where were you when the thousands times many thousands knelt pure and undefiled before elohim Do you remember eyes so full of love that their visions mingled to share each other's sight? For then God, God's kindred gave a shout, and atoms broke circuits to clap. Energies swirled in dancing waves. For all things animated and inanimate natural and spiritual, knew that life was to be given form and substance. All hail thy dominion, Lord. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. All hail thy glory. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. All hail thy beauty. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. All hail, all hail thy matchless love. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Dear mortal, were you there? Yes, you were there. For if you were not there, you are not here. For no person shall ascend unto heaven except those persons that came down from heaven. You were there. For if you were not, you were not born. But being born and shaven in sin and iniquity, you were guilty of sin that happened before your birth. Guilty of sin that happened before... The, the 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 planet was even formed. Therefore Adam was born to bring that sin from out of this world into this world, that it might be manifested for what it was. For this cause you must be born in the flesh, born of the flesh, which is the water, and being made subject to the vanities of creation, you also must be born of the Spirit, whereby you may be regenerated again to the state Uh, from which you have fallen. You were there. If you were not, you are neither bound nor free. For that which was bound in heaven is bound on earth, and that which is freed on earth shall be freed in heaven." Ladies and gentlemen, I can never forget those experiences. They have shaped me. They have affected my whole person my personality, even my DNA. They affect me how I think. They affect me how I pray. They affect me how that I have my being. For I know that in Him, my Father which art in heaven, I live and move and have my being. So, I have taken and shared with you this really incredible thing this credible word out of the Holy Manifest I know in the past as I have written uh, blogs and I have uh, shared in my ministry uh, some of these deep uh, revelations I have had people say to me why are you revealing these incredible sensational things from you know uh, out of experiences you've had and out of some of the prophecies in the books that you've written. You shouldn't do that because they should be left in the books and and if people want them they should have to buy the books. But I want to tell you something. This revelation is like fire shut up in my bones. It is not at peace, not being printed, not being spoken, not being preached, not being written, not being out there in the circuits for humans to hear these incredible things there are so many as i was going through these boxes as i mentioned earlier and i was reading some of these i would just sit i would just i would just i would just sit there stunned by by the words and i would remember and say oh my god these are so incredible they are so beautiful <coughs> god will you please help me jesus will you please help me to get this word out I'm 73 years old, I can't live here on this earth forever, help me, give me the strength. Raise up the people to understand the beauty of this message. This is the kind of thing that will come up and arise maybe like once in a thousand years. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to you because you are the church. What the Spirit of God is is speaking by the unction of the Holy Ghost right now. What he is saying, because there is power in this, ladies and gentlemen, to heal the sick, to protect our loved ones, to give birth to the most incredible mind of love that can ever even be imagined. You know, Jesus said, greater works than these I have done you will do. Because at the time that Jesus came, during the time of the Roman Empire and the particular situation of the Jewish sect, he was a great light line, great line, and it shined in darkness, but the darkness could not comprehend it. But God is opening up and the stammering, stuttering tongues are being healed in a way that they're beginning to speak a new kind of language. This word is ready to go out. Just needs to be packaged. It just needs to be, you know, done, put on, the finishing touch on. I've got all these books, but I need help of your prayers. Will you pray for God to give me the strength? Will you pray for God to open the way and open the doors? Because I tell you what, it will be, to your great benefit and to the world's great benefit how can we stop some of the terrible hunger and famines that's going on this word is so powerful you can prophesy any change that needs to be prophesied in this world there's just a handful of you let me pray my lord and my god my father which art in Heaven, O precious Jesus Christ, who I love. Reach out now with your grace and with your mercy. And those that are listening and will be listening that need healing in their bodies, In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let the power of the Holy Ghost, right now, go out through this candle, through these words, and heal these bodies. Heal them. Heal them and make them whole. You love them, Jesus. You love them, heal them. God bless you. God bless you so much. There's an incredible new blog on themanifester.com and also in Starrise. Please get on there. And if you would, please make a comment. God bless you. Good night.